0: Welcome to the Speckled Truth Podcast. This is the only show dedicated to the conservation of the trophy trout population from the East Coast to the Gulf Coast. Here, we go below the surface to discuss what happens when science and anglers work together for a cause. So gear up with the crew as they talk about all things big speckled trout. Get ready for the slimy, salty truth, better known as the Speckled Truth. Hey everyone, I want to welcome you back to the Speckle Truth Podcast. Scott and Chris here, down in Corpus Christi, Texas, sipping on some beautiful bourbon. Uh, here with Michael Salinas uh, down in Corpus Christi, and so uh, for those who don't know uh, Michael, um, I've been following Michael on social media a long time, and has a has a strong presence. And, and the thing that kind of drew me. Uh, to understand a little bit more about Michael and, and kind of follow him a little bit closely is, one, the amount of big fish that he catches, but aside from that, um, his humility and a, and then also, to his consistency and in his ability to kind of stay under the radar, but also not look for the limelight. In other words, not trying to kind of promote yourself, if you will, right, which is against these times. So,
1: uh, Michael, dude, welcome to the podcast, bro oh man uh thanks for having me again chris uh it's always good to sit back and catch up with you whether it's uh doing this or just having some good conversation uh it's always good to uh, talk to like-minded people when it comes yeah. to trout fishing no doubt we've
0: had a lot of conversation too uh long conversations every time a, you let me crash <laughs> <dude. laughs> in a couch we end up drinking way too
1: much whiskey saying staying way
0: too late <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know um and probably all of you but we tried this in season one um to try to record a podcast and and so that night uh, i came down and uh, i had a blue yeti mic and and obviously we've upgraded our equipment a little bit to get a little bit better audio quality but uh mike that was the first time I actually met you and I got a chance to sleep on your again couch. And we, we talked a lot and we recorded a podcast on top of the world. Um, after that discussion, any audio quality, sadly, cause I had no idea what I'm doing, nor do I know what I'm doing now. But the point is, is it wasn't good. And so we didn't publish it. And so it's taken us two seasons and almost two years to kind of get that, um, to finally sit down and, and, and kind of rehash that. Um, and so, Before we get too far into it, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you grew up, how you got into fishing, stuff like that.
1: Uh, I grew up in a small town uh, right outside Bishop. I went to high school in Bishop, Texas, out by Kingsville, but a small town called Petronila. I mean, really small. Uh, My dad, growing up, was really big on hunting, really big on fishing, Um, so I guess wherever he went on his days off or his time off, he was taking me and my two brothers, yeah. uh, whether it was going hunting for a couple of days, going fishing at night. And uh, back then, you know, it was catching them any yeah. way you could. Artificial bait. However, uh, we, we were going to catch them. And I grew up seeing that. I loved it. always wanted to be out there with them, you mm. know, little brother. always wanted to be out there with his bigger brothers and, you know, I was kind of lucky to have those those guys uh, showing me the ropes. Basically, uh, my two older brothers kind of took to artificials and wade fishing, yeah. and that's really first how I was introduced to it. Uh, it kind of went from as my brothers got older, hey, take your little brother with you yeah. as well. Uh, of course, I'd always take a sack of shrimp with me to <laughs> kind of cheat with it, you know. But I was the one sticking hard heads, and my brothers were getting it done, you know. And uh, grew up just fishing and hunting yeah. and for a little while there I, I kind of went away from it uh it's you know your younger 20s and yeah. then uh probably about 2009 2010 ish is when uh I really started getting more serious about weight fishing trying yeah. to want to target bigger trout on my mm-hmm. own you've been damn good at it man what's the age difference between you and your bros well, you're gonna find this funny, but I don't know anybody's name. Kind of gets me in trouble when I have a girlfriend or something. I don't remember birthdays or ages. I'll say yeah. I'm 35, so I would say the middle. My middle brother Mark, he's probably uh, 39. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest one's probably like 42. I don't know, man. I I, I get a message from my mom saying, "Hey, it's so and so's birthday. Text him." Okay, I'll text him. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, but we're all pretty close, you know.
0: Is that the Russells talking right there or what?
1: No, well, truth talking.
0: Oh, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, this is the Colonel T
1: right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's yeah.
0: good, man. So honestly, man, uh, Michael, aside from, you know, and we've talked a lot about whiskey and bourbon so far, uh, but outside of actually fishing, huge, uh, I, I say huge uh, to me, uh, but a, kind of a whiskey aficionado, man, and kind of getting into that. So. Hey, man, I'm sure a lot of folks that are on here, and we're not going to make this a whiskey podcast, but, you know, it, it's cool. So what's, what's your favorite thing to drink or sip on? Oh, depends man. on the mood, I'm sure.
1: That's, that's like asking you what my favorite lure is, you know. It's, it's, there's well, a, what is that? There's a, there's, a, there's a time and a place for everything, you know. <laughs> but uh, as far as whiskey goes, man, yeah. I'm a I'm a big uh, Russell's Reserve when it comes to private barrels. That's yeah. what I'm sipping on right now. Right. and uh, that's That's probably my go-to, which, I mean, you see around here, I got... Quite a bit of favorites. I guess my all-time favorite. Uh, I was telling you about the Joseph Magnus cigar blends. Yeah. Uh, that's my jam. But uh, yeah.
0: All right, favorite lure.
1: That's even harder question, but uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people might feel that they're wintertime lures only, but I use them pretty much year-round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fat Boy Corky. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, all day long. Uh, I use it a lot. In the warmer months, it just has a uh, reaction. I want to get it a see what I can. If I can get a reaction out of the fish, yeah. uh, there's a hundred different ways to to work it, to put it wherever you want it. And I find a lot of success working it different ways and making adjustments off of that lure. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what I'll start off with, okay. almost every morning. Yeah.
0: Kind of like your baseline. Yeah, go from there. Yeah. True confidence bait. You got enough of them hanging in it. The- in the uh in the apartment right here so aside from that you got two large trout to my left to your right um why don't you go ahead man uh so give us a little bit of the story background on those and i'll, I'll take a picture and post that to social media as well um
1: okay so uh the one on the left um uh, that one in particular is kind of a really cool morning i was a firefighter for eight years so i was working 24 on 48 off and uh I worked on New Year's Eve and uh, New Year's Day. I got Mm -hmm. off that morning, and it was overcast, kind of nasty, which is usually the go time. If you know me, and uh, fishing partner at the time, main dude I fished with was working. Uh, My brothers uh, working. One of them was out of town, so I'm like, "But damn, it's 10 a.m. I think I'm gonna go." Yeah. So I went, and I was by myself, and uh, water looked great. that was some bait i ended up getting one hit no kidding in three hours h- three hours and just a little over 31 and uh you know it was pretty cool because it was a telltale sign of i said man it's gonna be a damn good year then huh yeah and it ended up being probably one of the best years that i've ever had fishing just coincidental but yeah, i was pretty stoked on that fish right there and i I called uh my buddy right then and there and said, Man, you should have called it off of work like I told you. Yeah. And uh those are kind of the you know, these days, uh, I'd rather get one hit than ten. I mean other people might disagree. Yeah. It's just uh makes that fish that much more special, that time a little bit more special. Yeah. Um pretty stoked on that one. Uh
0: Well we were talking, so uh we went and had lunch and we were talking about that, right? Which is now um, we've kind of fallen away from it to some extent, but how much effort it takes. And it's, you know, most people see a picture on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. And then they see like, a you know, you holding a big fish or somebody holding a you know, giant trout or whatever it is. And it, I think most people that chase them enough kind of understand that. But they don't see the sausage made behind that picture, right? And I think that's where you have to change your mindset a little bit. To I'd be much, I'd much prefer to get one bite than a hundred bites, um, and and be okay with failure.
1: Yeah, and and that's not everybody, you know. I I get uh, there's so much behind that picture, right? There's there's a uh, uh, you gotta. Be, when you start fishing like that with that mindset, there's a lot of mental strength that comes involved with it too yeah. because uh, I get the mindset like you want to catch fish. Be- I mean, there's a reason why predominantly I fish by myself. It's not exactly pretty or fun, I yeah. guess you can say. And I don't expect anybody to see it that way either. However, uh, I learned that when you're fishing like that and you get that you, that, that one hit, you better still be game because after fishing for an hour or 45 minutes without anything and you get that one and you're yeah. too laxed or, uh, you're not game.
0: Yeah. You gotta be all you, in. You, yeah.
1: You, you, you done Mr. Chance. Cause yeah. it's going to be hard to get another one. And once, uh, you get acclimated mentally for that kind of fishing, that's what you're looking for. You're prepared for it. And a lot of people, I don't know if they understand, um, how much effort comes involved to uh, catching these fish consistently. I know for sure I didn't, you know, when I first put it on my head that, uh, Hey, I want to catch big trout. Yeah. My oldest brother uh, he has some pretty big trout to his name is the first time I've ever seen actual big trout. And, you know, he was the first one to, you know, this is back when, you know, there was no social media, there was no internet on phones. Uh, it was uh, magazines and he was, the first time I've ever heard names, Mike McBride, Jay Watkins, Kevin Cochran, was on magazines that my brother yeah. would leave uh, by the toilet. And so I'd pick him yeah. up and, you know, yeah. you'd hear him talk. And I imagine, man, I, I we he'd take me to school in his Jeep and he was telling me these fishing stories that he read. And I imagine it's probably what people think when I talk to him because I can talk your ear off when it comes to trout yeah. fishing. I'm like, man, shut up already. I don't care about this. Well, lo and behold, you know, a lot of that stuck with me, and a lot of things he said, and like, man, like, I wish I would have listened to a little bit more. Um, but a lot of people, you know, when you uh, start targeting these these bigger fish, uh, when I made that decision in my head, I told my brother, I was like, man, I, I want to start going after bigger trout." Mm-hmm. And he literally, I remember, we we're at my mother's house at work. He's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> yeah. I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Because when you start catching big trout," He's like, that's all you're going to want to catch. Yeah. And there's some truth to that. Don't get me wrong. I still love catching redfish. I like catching flounder. But when I go out there, if I want to put effort, take my time, I'm looking for one of those big ones. I'm looking for one of those that's on the wall. Yeah. And that's what I want, you know?
0: Well, a lot of your Instagram memories and, and stuff like that and things that you post are those big fish, right? And so, again, I go back to the Instagram memories or Facebook memories because. I would, uh, I think it's safe to say that looking back on certain fish that maybe you've posted on social media as they pop up in your social media feed as memories, you can kind of pop right back to that environment. You can pop right back to that day, maybe that cast, that fight. Right. And, and I think, you know, we've talked about that ad nauseum, but I think that's it, right? Is that it does leave a lasting impression. And I think that's why we're addicted to it is because we search for memories. We're fishing for memories. We're, we're fishing for these things that kind of fire us up and, and give us an adrenaline rush and whether, I mean, you know, as well as anybody that, you know, a fight on a big fish, I mean, hinges problem, probably more on luck than it does on actual skill than anything. Right. And so all these things come into play and you remember and recall these things as if it happened yesterday and it might be. Th- five-year memory that you're shared on a social media post you know so
1: yeah you know about that uh there's people that oh you got to take a picture of every fish no because if I took a picture of every fish uh it'd be a overload you know <laughs> but uh yeah I think it's cool uh for people to take pictures because it really does help with the memory uh that's cool um however I not everyone you can get a picture of a lot of times yeah. you're by yourself but yeah um that's kind of going back, uh, to talking about these fish on yeah, the wall. Yeah, talk about the second one. The second one, um, that one in particular, uh, it was around my birthday. I had taken some time off, and uh, we got a pretty hard freeze for, like, two days or so. And uh, a buddy of mine, Gilbert Delion and, and uh, Alice, we used to fish quite a bit together, you know. Uh, still good friends, talk every now and then, just, you know. Uh, he doesn't get in the water as much as he used to. Sure. Hey, you're gonna fish for your birthday because I always usually would take off fish for my birthday. I was like, man, it's yeah, I'm not it's not right. When's your birthday? January 5th. I'm January and, 30th. Oh, okay. so I'll always do the same. Okay, go for it. So, uh, kind of had looked at the weather and what it was doing, and I noticed, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, after you know fishing for a while, you look at trends and you look at weather patterns and whatnot and you can put a pretty little get a uh, pretty good little game plan together and i'm like uh, man you know friday's not the day i'm, I'm monday monday's the day and he's mm-hmm. like well, all right well i'm, I'm down I'll, I'll hit you up uh so he did and, and i was like, all right well meet me at my place at uh i don't know i think i told him like seven o'clock or so and uh so we did and that win was a lot it was it was getting it a lot yeah. more than they had forecasted i'm like damn but before that freeze i had been catching some pretty good ones but with the way the weather pattern was i expected some big fish to be in that particular area mm-hmm. and we uh went in there wind was blowing it was pretty washed out pretty nasty colored and i'm like he's like you, you still want to fish in this area and i'm like it's only one way to find out man and yeah. we got off and uh you know worked the area worked the area until we got to where i really wanted to to start working and probably my second cast in there, I got a, I, I caught a pretty good one in Irene. I was like, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're here, man. And my third cast, I mean it, it hit like a ton of bricks. Really? And uh, it was that fish there, and I mean he he heard it, he heard, he looked over, and he said, is that the one? I said that. I think that is the one we came yeah. for. And uh, you know, fought it. And once, you know, of course, he's like, man, that. You sure that's not a red? Because that one was, you know, fighting pretty pretty. She was making some long runs, wasn't really, never came up or anything like that. And I'm much like, yeah, that's, that's a trout, man. And he saw the tail and holy shit. And yeah. I'm like, it's a big one. And he netted it And he, I mean, it's kind of one of those fish that was so fat. That mount, it's pretty fat, but in person, that fish was, it looked like somebody put a water hose down her mouth and turned the faucet, I mean, turned it on because it was just ridiculous, yeah. you know? Uh, so that was a cool story. It was like a birthday fish to me. A, a bit. How long was that one? That one actually was just uh, just over thirty, but I think what was more impressive was the girth. Yeah, yeah. To yeah, no, no. be honest with you, yeah,
0: yeah. It's double digit, probably close. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but judging by that girth and others that I've seen, didn't Cliff Webb's wall and didn't and, get a didn't get a weight on it. No, that's fair. So, and dude, uh, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, man. Can't round up. Yeah. So if it's a nine and three quarter, it's a nine and three quarter, it oh, is what it is, you know
1: yeah. what I'm saying? I'll I'll man. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. I will agree. Uh nine pounders are big, big yeah. fish. Uh, I think the numbers these days get thrown around a little bit more. Yeah. And uh when people see a true ten, it you'll you'll know it's a I mean, yeah. you'll know it's a true ten. Uh I hate I'm not a hater by any means, but You know, there's some people out there claiming, you know, God dang, they really saw a true 10. Yeah. uh,
0: It's it's unfathomable. You know, I mean, um, so you were talking about New Year's, one of those fish, the New Year's fish, right? And then uh, this year, New Year's, caught a 31 as well. So hopefully it's a good year. Uh, But um, the person I was with... Uh, won't name names, uh, but he knows. And so it was with me. And uh, anyway, when that fish hit and it came up, gill flare looked like a tarpon, man. I mean, for real, you could see the the red gill filaments. I mean, it shook like crazy. It almost tailwalked like a tarpon. It was insane. And I looked at him <laughs> and I go, that's a 30. And he goes, no shit. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was crazy, man. And, and so my point is, is you can, see, it's just different, right? Everything about those fish is just different. And to behold, not only a 30 inch fish. And so that was the first 30 inch fish that he had ever seen. And, um, he's like, dude, I may never see one ever again, you know? So it's cool to see one and I'm sad I didn't catch it. But on the same token as I'm just stoked to be here and, and actually see one in person because I may never see one again. And and that's cool. So then a, let alone a 30 and a, and a 10, dude, that's like a freaking unicorn. And so then to have like an anomaly there of seeing a fish of that size and in that wide and girth and everything else, it's just, it really is something to behold.
1: Well, we we talked about it a little earlier too. Uh, every single one of these fish is unique. None of them are built the same. You know, yeah. that short and fatter one. Uh, I've caught... You know, a few of them like at 28, 27 that were almost nine pounds, 28, yeah. 28, almost nine pounds or, and, and those fish are built like a, a tank. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in some ways, I mean, yeah, you know, some people that's, I really don't, these days I don't like throwing numbers around a whole lot just because I think a lot of people lose appreciation for what the fish are, you know, I, I can remember so many times when I was younger and I really kind of, like I said, put that mindset that I want to catch a big fish, man, my mindset was, I want to see one over 24 inches. That was my mindset. And yeah. because in those days, um, uh, I was not catch them, and I try to still keep it, you know, of course I would like a 28, 29, yeah, whatever, you know? yeah. but you can never control what's on that flat or what's in that gut that you're fishing or what's on that shoreline Mm -hmm. and some days that 24 inch or that 25 inch is the trophy on that shoreline and if you can trick her you did the same thing that you're going to need to do to catch a 30 so i catch i I consider that a win you know i think appreciating the fish for what it is i I like i like that you know i don't i don't need to talk numbers i think being happy with what you accomplish that day that's that's what i take uh every time i fish
0: yeah and that's been my takeaway knowing you man and and having lengthy conversations with you is your ability to kind of always have that perspective of just kind of appreciating what was given to you. But then aside from that, like, yeah, not having the, of course you have the ambition, but not the, um, what's the word I'm looking for, but the ego to throw numbers around, you know what I'm saying? And, And that's, Dude, that's rare these days, man, and and that's why that's why that's why you're, that's why you're cool, man. That's why um, I like talking to you. That's why I feel like we are friends, right? Because we can share these things and and know that it's kind of held close hold. It, there's still kind of that old school feel to it, you know. Well, I mean,
1: as much as I like fishing, I love fishing. I don't go around talking with, with, yeah. with just everybody. Uh, you kind of got to ask the question or bring up the conversation. Uh, you know, like-minded individuals, sure, I'll pick your brain. I, and I want to, it's never, where are you fishing? And like. I just, yeah. these fish, I don't really think there's anybody that's, I mean, there's no one that's got them 100% figured out. Now, you can talk about what you've figured out for a season or for a reason or for a time, That's what I want to listen to. You know, what's your take? I'll pick your brain when we talk. Uh, Man, that's cool. I'm going to learn something, you know. I'll talk to old Jesse Torres about the same thing. I never want to know where you're fishing, but just to pick your brain, what do you know about these fish? What do you, you know, and it's good, just kind of these information, because I think when you start setting things in stone, like, oh, well, you can only throw these lures this time of the year or that or this and start believing just you kind of become one-sided a little bit instead of these uh, fish are a lot unique than what I think we think we can't we're not you we can't box them in necessarily yeah. they're not all the same and uh, with that being said you know I uh, I went into the store probably around uh, I don't know what time it was uh, September ish last year yeah. and like I said I'll throw a quirky year round people might, might disagree or not may not like it. And, you know, I loaded up on some corkies and, hey, it's too warm to be throwing these yeah. things. that's fine. I mean, that's fine if you believe it. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm still going to buy corkies and throw <laughs> yeah. them and, you know, I'm still going to catch fish on them. That's fine.
0: No, so, I mean, with regards to, you know, following you on social media and stuff like that, I think one of the things that, you know, really intrigued me kind of about you was, uh, again, not only the kind of humility Uh, aspect of that but also to the consistency so if you can a little bit uh just share a little bit maybe about your approach right because it's something to be said man catching a big fish but then it's something to really be said about catching big fish on a regular and that's something you do and do it well so talk to us a little bit about that
1: well yeah absolutely uh i've always kind of said you know i've always worked a schedule that has uh given me kind of consecutive days off Mm -hmm. and for me that's you know key uh these fish finding them on a uh, regular basis that's that's the hard part you know uh sure anybody can catch get lucky and catch fish and and it does take some skill you know to fight that fish and I'll give you and I'll tip my hat to you but finding them on a consistent basis well now you're kind of doing something that not everybody can do and That's what my goal was, I guess you Mm -hmm. can say, whenever I really started, you know, I I used to want to just catch one and then well, that happened, And it's like, okay, well, how do I level up? I guess you can say. And going back to what my brother was saying, you know, all the, all the shit that he used to tell me reading those magazines and whatnot. One of the little quotes that I remember him saying is you got to think like a fish and I'm like, well, how do you think like a fish? I don't know how how the hell they think, but As dumb as the quote that is, there's some, there is some, some truth to that. Yeah. And, you know, I had really said, well, how I'm fishing now, if I want to really start catching them consistently, I got to change it up. It's not about going and catching fish every single time I go out. Mm -hmm. It's, I got to take a different approach. What am I doing wrong? And that's where I kind of, uh, stick to myself and it, kind of, uh, because I didn't know uh I mean I knew how to throw a topwater on a quirky, but like I was saying working them a hundred different ways I really didn't know how to do that mm-hmm. so I really taught myself a lot of where to fish and how to fish it and work those baits uh and and in that aspect like I it's it's I, I kind of even now, it's still hard for me. This, 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 these fish have never come easy for me. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> talking like absolute, like, hey, this is how you fish, this is how yeah. you catch big trout. I still don't feel like I have the right to do that, the right to say that, because I'm still trying to figure them out tomorrow morning. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, my approach, I, I started fishing areas on a low tide, not expecting, but I wanted to see what the terrain was. I wanted to know where the drops were, or the little guts were, where the grass beds were, or were, you know, and and I'm nobody to give anybody advice because I'm just a student to the game, really. way I, so I kind mm-hmm. of see myself. And, but that's one thing I will tell people is like, man, you really want to learn an area? There's a lot of big fish to be caught yeah. up close. And if you go out there on a low tide and start learning what's underneath the water, you'll, you'll help yourself out. That's what really helped me out when I first started really started getting after it and started waiting for these bigger fish.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, doing the legwork <clears throat> again, it's kind of half half the battle. Right. Uh, but you said something earlier kind of today, uh, eaten, and that was, you know, you really, after you catch, you know, an individual large fish or whatever it is that particular day or multiple that day or none for a week, you then kind of reevaluate either that particular instance, that particular catch, why they were there, you know, what was going on and then try to replicate that. And then also to um, if they aren't there, <laughs> uh, why weren't they there? So is, is like this perpetual evaluation going on uh, all
1: the time? Well, that's the hardest thing to, I guess, I guess like when people want to, I I, I, think, I guess that's why I don't talk fishing a whole lot is because that's the hardest thing to explain. You're on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it it's hard to like. Sure, I like I enjoy fishing, but it's like I told you, I fish primarily a lot by myself because maybe a lot of people might not see it as fun the way yeah. I the way I fish. I mean, it there's certain areas. It's like I we were uh, we were talking earlier that if I've caught a big fish in a certain area, I want to know why she was there. I, I, to the best of my understanding, what, what made her come up on that shoreline why you know why was she positioned there i have a feeling well she was smart enough to put herself there another one might put themselves there as well and for some reason there are certain little contours and drops or little areas that i have caught multiple big fish in that little span of terrain i mean my brother's I'm alone to death because he's, he's probably one of the coolest dudes I know uh, really patient, especially when we're fishing, fishing with me. There's certain areas where, all right, pump the brakes mm-hmm. and we're really going to work it right here. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get anything, well, we're just going to pass it up and we're going to come back and we're going to approach it from another angle. We're going to approach it with a different bait. Yeah. I'm not giving up on it just because we I've had, want, yeah. I've had success. I've, Somewhat figured, somewhat of that uh, uh, something out there, and uh, it sounds odd, but there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of feel to it. I guess you can say yeah. when you're out there. I can't explain it. There's a lot of well, well this is where we see eye to eye, in my opinion, because
0: um, I, I take a very methodical approach. I fish by myself, and the reason I do that is because, again, it's not fun. Uh, my style of fishing is probably way too slow for most people, uh, mainly because I'm over over evaluate pretty much everything um actually I was when I was talking to John Gill one of the things we we're talking about because we we're talking a lot about fishing with intuition and he fishes a lot of a lot with intuition and he's really good at it um I'm not that smart nor am I that good so
1: I have to just do the legwork and so I feel we see eye to eye there that, that that's I think that's a really good way to say it I'm not I think you know talking to you you're way more technical fisher fisherman than me. I fish with a lot of good older guys that that you know are very methodical. Uh, but my mindset was, I guess you're not gonna out outwork me. Outwork me. Yeah. yeah I, I can I can. That's one thing I can do and do successfully. And not only I've never not in the sense of like competing with the person because I'm like the least competitive person to meet. I uh, especially in fishing. There's no one that can catch a fish that I want. I, I won't catch my own. The, my competition is the fish that I'm trying to catch, and yeah. that's always been my mindset. Um, but it takes a lot of grind. And yeah. I'm, when it comes to fishing, I, I find myself, it's not pretty. I'm not the prettiest fisherman out there. <laughs> looks wise. You got a strong stat. <laughs> looks wise or the way I fish. But I will, I'll work for them. Yeah. And I, that, I think that's why a lot of these fish. You know, when I repost a memory or something, yeah. a lot of people might not understand that. But every single time, I can, I can, I can tell you a story about that fish, that day, that morning, mm-hmm. the hook set, the fight. Um, I really do value every single one of those fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's. I'm proud of it. I guess you yeah. could say. This season we'd like to
0: recognize one of our newest sponsors and that is Down South Lures. From their regular 4-inch southern shad to the 5-inch supermodel and versatile 3-inch burner Shads, it's easy to see why these baits have become a go-to for many Texas anglers. Designed with their unique hybrid tail, its natural swims in the fall action produces big trout not only here in the Texas coast but across all estuaries. Aside from that though, they're made right here in the usa so be sure to support this texas brand that supports you in pursuit of that next big bite real sportswear humbly started making shirts for a few local fishermen rooted in simplicity and utility Real's minimalist approach is a reflection of what binds the fishing industry together now found throughout many coastal retailers their lineup of comfortable and functional gear aims to make your time in the water a success so next time you're gearing up Wear what guides wear and consider real sportswear. Mirror Lore is an iconic inshore fishing lure company found in every angler's arsenal. From their legendary lineup of lures such as the Top Dog and Catch 2000 to their versatile soft plastics like the Little John and Marsh Minnow. These lures not only catch fish, but have produced for decades. So whether it's a 17MR or a Paul Brown Cerise Fat Boy, Always remember to tie on a mirror lure and turn on the bike. Texas Custom Lures and the original Custom Corky have been podcast sponsors for the first two seasons and we're incredibly appreciative. This Texas brand with inputs from the most respectable guides across the Texas coast complete every big trout anglers arsenal. With great fish catching colors, my personal favorites, Texas Turnip, Bay Mistress, Plum Nasty to name a few, it's easy to see how these things produce time and time again. So next time you're targeting that next big bite, I highly encourage you to fish the original custom Corky. And remember, the big girls aren't colorblind. That's something we said, for the, especially this day and age, right? With social media and people kind of boosting their own brands and, and platforms and things of that nature. Um, and I think that's why we get along so well is because Um, I know that's not your ambition, is to have 100,000 followers and be the greatest known fisherman in the Texas coast. That may or may not be the case. From what you just told me, it sounds like you're better suited and kind of, I guess, more fulfilled targeting each trout individually and having a a sound understanding, right? And so um, that's something to be said, I think, for this day and age, where you take that approach – and you apply it and then you value that.
1: Well, I don't wanna like I told you earlier, I'm do you not hundred thousand followers to be the best trout? <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm not a I'm not a hater, but <laughs> <laughs> when I first had that mindset, I put it in my head, like I've mentioned, uh I wanna catch big trout and do it intentionally, uh it took some time to start having a little bit bit of success. And in this community you start making friends and you start losing friends. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes. A lot of it has to do with some mindsets. I I really don't care. I don't have any ill feelings towards anybody, but earlier on, it's a funny story. Um, Man, earlier on, I run across some cats that, you know, we'd catch a decent fish and I got to post it and I got to send it. And I got a hashtag brands that you caught it on a croaker. Like, like I, I didn't understand that, you know, uh, you, are hashtagging Louie Brents, it just yeah. wasn't honest. I guess you can say, and teach their own. I don't, like I said, I don't want to sound like a hater, but at the same time, it wasn't honest to me. And and uh, hey, went on a guided trip, and and this is where we were fishing. Well, that's cool and all, but my mindset was always I wanted to like do it from scratch. You know, to this day, I got friends that fish as for a living, and hey, there's trout. We're catching good trout tide gauge we're in the meadows we're you know uh starvation point and that's great i'm happy for them but you know where i'm not going i'm not going to starvation point i'm not going to the meadows and i'm not going to tide gauge and it's just i take pride in starting from scratch finding my own fish putting it together the whole game plan because i'm not i'm not taking away if anybody catches the fish when they're with somebody by any means but the full fulfillment that I get personally is putting that game plan together on my own where, when and the how, and it doesn't just happen in one day. Like I was telling you earlier, Oh, people have have said, Oh, like you catch a big fish every time you're off. No, I might've had four days off that I really, really, really fish my ass off. And then I caught a good one. And then I got to go back to my shift days. They don't see the, the grind that it took, and to be honest with you, I I don't I wouldn't want to catch a, a big fish like that easy or any other way. It's like yeah. c- you put all that time and reward. That's your reward, sure. I guess you can say. Well, I mean, I know you've you've caught a few. I've caught five in my life. You know, I
0: mean, I know a lot of anglers. You know, a lot of the guys that we were talking earlier, uh, the John Gills, the McBrides, the Watkins of the world. I mean, we've caught lots of them, right? But they fished around a different era to some extent. But I mean, they're insanely good. Um, but getting back to your point, you know, pop's always said, and this is the motto in the kind of, um, uh, mindset that I've kind of always charged myself with fishing. And that was, um, he said, don't read about the news, get out there and make the news. Yeah. And and dude, it, that's, that's, I don't care where you're catching them. That's where I won't be. Cause I want to go figure them out on yep. my own, my own pace of play. And then if that happens and comes to fruition, it's what I found
1: and it, that that's what it is. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier, you know, I had a, a few buddies at the time that, man, I got to get recognized. And I was like, okay, that's that's cool and all. And it just wasn't the mentality for me. I kind of wanted, like I said, I wanted to stray away. And and, and I don't want to sound like a hater. I'll repeat that. I didn't want to look like a fisherman, but I wanted to know at the end of the day, I was a fisherman. Like, yeah. I'm a fisherman. Like, I can, you can get me in a body of water and, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to figure out and catch what I want, what I want. And mm-hmm. that's where I wanted to go with my fishing. And sure, I like to post stuff, right? Who doesn't, yeah. right? It's, it's cool. But uh, that's it. It's it,
0: it, it, it. You're not looking, again, man, you're not looking for that recognition, which again is something to be said, especially this day and age. And I appreciate that, man. I value that. Yeah. And, and I respect that. And I think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people that follow you do that um and and so yeah you're not hashtagging a shitload of people or tagging a ton of
1: people at the end of the day it's about the fish man it's like the fish is training us or or it's the the, we're all we're all after that same goal and to make it about yourself is a little ridiculous i feel um i mean sure right there's some guys that are but you're never going to be labeled like the best fisherman ever at the end of the day To be the if you wanted that label, you still got to go after that same fish that I'm after and that you're after. So at the end of the day, it's truly about that fish. So appreciating them, giving you know them the credit, not you. You know, I post a picture. Well, that's what I post the the fish. I don't really care to uh, uh, promote anything other than that fish. I, I, I think it's cool to. She's out there still swimming. She has no idea that. I posted a picture of her. How badass is that? Because she don't care about recognition, you know? Yeah. It's like that one quote, beautiful things don't ask for uh, attention. Them fish aren't asking for attention. But that's what we're all after, yeah. you know? It's pretty cool. I, I I admire those fish a lot more.
0: How'd you mature to that level of thought? Like when? Was that a process for
1: you or what? Yeah, it, it, I mentioned earlier that my mindset was I'd like to just see a twenty four inch trout, right? That didn't happen often mm-hmm. in those days, you know? Even now, like I mean But you went from a bait guy to a lure guy to a weight guy to no
0: targeting a big fish guy. Did you uh, and and I'm not trying to spin it in that way, but I mean did you go from like maybe more of like a, you know, catch and keep guy to kind of maybe valuing the resource a little
1: bit more? Yeah, I think. Everybody started as a catch and keep guy, especially in the early days of social media. Everybody wanted to string, like you wanted to post a picture, right? Like you wanted to, if you caught twenty fish with you know your couple of buddies, you were gonna put twenty fish on a stringer and post a picture, you know, and that's the way it was, and because you wanted to show that you were a fisherman or something like that, right? I guess. And then, kind of like I told you, when that mindset, we're like, man, I just want to catch twenty four. I started realizing, like, hey man, I hadn't even seen a lot of these. That's how hard they are to catch. <laughs> but then jumping it up a notch here, from a from a twenty inch fish to a twenty four, solid difference. From a twenty four to a 27, 28, 29. like they just everything about them grows. Their 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 width, their the girth, the uh, the length of they, they just turn into this something that you don't see every day. I guess mm-hmm. you can say. And, and they're just truly unique. Once you get your hands like on a true trophy trout, you really see how unique they are. Yeah. And I just at the end of the day is just like, man, I see how hard it is for these fish to be caught. Uh for me to catch these fish in particular.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh I just feel like I needed to respect them a lot more. And then that's whenever that transition happened where like, you know, don't get me wrong. There's still days where I'll hook one deep, mm-hmm. and hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't feel bad one bit because I've, in the past eight years, I've released yeah more than yeah. tons of them. You know, it is what it is. No, I'm with you. Do you feel
0: um, you know, because you live right here in the Bay, uh, Corpus Christi Bay, do you feel like they're uncatchable trout? Like, truly uncatchable, uh, like these freaks of nature out there swimming around that nobody would probably ever see. Never. S-
1: yeah. Because they've outsmarted. Off the top of my head. They've outsmarted human mankind. or human Well, mankind. I wouldn't know if or they've mankind. outsmarted them. I mean, we've talked about this stuff, and I think that's why you're mentioning it, yeah. and I hate, because there's probably people that are going to listen, and that guy sounds like a dumbass right now, because they have it in their head otherwise. Um, I think, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, but I would think that uh, I think there's fish out there that at a certain time just really started knowing what they wanted to eat. Genetics plays, I think genetics plays a part. Uh, Just like you and like you're an adult, what you like to eat is that's what you like to eat. And I think there's fish out there that maybe they like to eat just big baits. Maybe they just like to eat. Certain things or behave a certain way, a certain pattern, things that we're throwing just not irrelevant to them. Not yeah. saying that you can't, because I've seen some monster trout caught on artificials. But the biggest trout I've ever seen caught was caught on a live skipjack. Oh yeah, yeah. So
0: tell tell us about that.
1: Well, that was a picture. It was a picture in a picture, oh. Polaroid. And somebody uh, you knew, though. Somebody I knew that my brother that that my brother used to work at a at a bank. And uh, this old man would always talk fishing with him Mm -hmm. and uh, gave him a Polaroid of a trout that he caught down in in Rivera, and it was on a live skipjack. And that and he didn't measure it, I mean, it went in the frying pan, you know. But uh, monster, absolute monster. Like, I mean, you you talk about you know, pictures these days are people holding them out, yeah. There's certain times when you can tell, like, a picture's like the the person's not even close to, they're not even trying to like. I still, rem- I, I wish I could come across it, you know, and just monster, you know, but uh, it is what it is. You see those old pictures, you know, those
0: guys holding them up by like gold oh, plates, man. you know, like basically, hey, look, caught dinner, you know, I'm proud of this catch, but at the yeah, end of the day, they're probably going to go sell it. They you had know? 10 of them on their strings, though, <laughs> yeah, you know? And so can you imagine, man, some of those trout back in the day if we had
1: like... Oh man, I, I, I always tell, you know, my buddies, I wish that... Uh, you give me 10 years or 12 years ago I wish I could fish the same some of the same areas yeah. and see what was what was there mm-hmm. you know be, them then bigger fish seem to be getting a little more rare I guess you could say a little more scarce but god I wish I could have fished hard 12 15 years ago yeah to see what uh what was there
0: no one I've known now yes know? ex- precisely uh, yeah. it it and that, that's hard to say it, it, going back to you know, the, the un, uncatchable trout. I mean, we've talked about this, but I, I do, I feel like there are, and I, I feel like they swim out there and I think they've
1: not, not necessarily outsmarted us, but they just genetically wired differently. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, like I said, a lot of them more than likely will react to artificial on a certain time or a certain day. And that's a lot of the times I feel that catching a big trout is you're just catching them when they're vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's probably thousands of times my lures crossed paths with a big fish and she wanted nothing to do with it. And I've seen it happen. You said that, right? I mean, times. earlier we were yeah.
0: driving back from yeah. grabbing a burger that yeah. you've seen some big fish tailing and, and oh, they, yeah. they want nothing to do with you and they're not even spooky. They're not even scared, yeah. So they're like, yeah, what up? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> going back yeah. going back to the success, like, like with that mindset, uh, when I mentioned – Okay, well that twenty four might be the biggest uh fish on a on a shoreline or in that grass bed that you, you know, put together and that that's your trophy for the day. You should be happy with yeah. it. You can't control what's in that well um, another aspect of that is you know, when you're really looking for areas to fish, newer areas of the water seems to be getting smaller. Uh a funny story, a uh, brother uh, bro, my brother Mark, we fish this one area and there's really nothing too special about it. Uh but we we combed it pretty good and we found a little uh, a little oyster reef in there between some sandbars and came up to like a random two ra- random grass beds and then mm-hmm. you know another sandbar And I said man this right here so this is this is money for a big fish to be sitting right here so I didn't fish it too often um but the times that I would I'd you know cautiously approach it and I, I stuck some pretty decent fish out of that little you know 30 yard 40 yard stretch until one day uh water was gin clear too clear for my taste but hey man it was such a nice day i just wanted mm-hmm. to get out there and and wait it so i went out there came up to it approached it cautiously didn't get one hit passed it up i said i want to hit it on the way back again from a different angle like i usually do so i did still nothing i said well you know, nothing's going to hit. I'm just going to bum rush it and see if I scare anything, you know. Started walking, and on. I start hitting that oyster roof with my boots, and I look at that grass bed, and I see something kind of move, and that's just probably one of the biggest trout I've ever seen. I don't really want to, like, mention how big I think she was because it's just going to sound like bullshit. She's just sitting there. Exactly where I kind of, like, had told him, man, this is the perfect area. I got one cast at her, spooked her. She left, Right. I've messaged you about that, actually. If we go back into yeah. our uh, our messages, I've messaged you on that day. It's kind of funny. But although I didn't catch her, you know, me thinking that yeah. way ahead of time and saying, hey, this is like, it was a, it was kind of a win for me to like, to know, hey, you put it together. There's a piece of the puzzle to catch those big fish. There's going to be a day that fish will be sitting there and she will eat, you know? Yeah. So I kind of count that as a win. And, and, and when, I, when I talk about effort, you know, you got to take the L's as success as well, you know, and, yeah. and you learn. Um, it's all caught on the, it, it, it uh, sharpens your game, I guess you can say. Sure. And, it, and that goes back
0: to the intuition, right? And so as you develop as an angler, you develop that intuition. Trust that. Trust your gut. Um, uh, trust that more than social media, trust that more than a spot given to you on a silver platter, right? Hey, this is where they're eating. Dude, trust that gut. And the more you get out there, the more you do it, the more you kind of explore and experiment. And then you, you have experiences like you just mentioned, that's when you finally start to go, holy crap. And then you start to see things on water just a little
1: bit differently, but then you have the confidence between the ears to actually go fishing. Well, yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of, uh. The name of the game is, uh you know, you can have this perfect game plan, premeditated, the, the, mm-hmm. when you leave in the morning, but then you start when you get out there and see how the fish are reacting. Because if you're paying attention enough, you can see which way the bait is moving, and and you can see where fish are a lot of times, or where their presence is. And it's that gut, you know, it's, it's doing it enough. Sometimes you get a, it seems like you get a feel for the yeah. fish. I don't know if that makes sense to no, you. No, absolutely. And it's not that you knew where to go. It's just, that's where they were and, or that's where they are. And you would make adjustments accordingly to, to the fish and uh, doing it, I guess long enough to, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I, I know where you're going with that. So we'll,
0: we'll scratch that man. But I know exactly what you're talking about because I would have the same feeling like in Biloxi all the way to here and sadly my kids deal with it because I'll go outside and like either look at the moon like in the sky that's right, <laughs>
1: like, and that's like
0: right. look around yeah. and I'm like they're eating right now yeah. and my kids are like you're a looney tune <laughs> okay. like you're crazy yeah. but in back in Biloxi I could literally walk out take the trash I could feel the air I know it sounds really weird but feel the air and the stillness and the coolness of it. It was just an odd deal. And I'm like, I'm going. I would go inside tell my wife, hey, I'm going to fish. She's like, it's 1030 at night. And I'm like, yep, yeah, bye. Yeah. And, it, it, and that was just a level of dedication. But you could kind of feel something that was just weird. Pressure settling. Maybe some humidity pulling in. Uh, again, maybe just some activity. You're starting to kind of see it.
1: It's just a sense of presence. Uh, I remember fishing. And that's where you're, that's that's where yeah about. i remember i remember fishing earlier on with a couple of guys that were way more fine-tuned than i and i was like man are they just putting their their bait in the right spot I, like, you, like what are what are they doing they're catching more fish than me you know and you know now i get it you you really fishing certain areas enough or even if you're not you're observing the area you you get a feel for these fish mm-hmm. uh you really do and, and there's been times where i'll be fishing with a partner or so when we're in a decent bite and it's like Not like like we gotta we gotta break away from this to go what we're after you know or and if you know the area enough in particular sometimes some bigger fish aren't they're they're very close by Mm -hmm. I guess you can say yeah you just got to get past that fish every cast to get that one every four or five ten cast you know yeah
0: I had my buddy down uh, Kyle Perry I talk about him a
1: lot one of my best Air Force
0: friends he came in February know, uh, it was kind of one of those things, man. We had that really hard front, post-frontal, actually like two days, uh, pressure started to settle, was kind of then kind of settled at that point wing shut off or wind was shutting off. And uh, we got there and uh, we weren't really anticipating a lot. And uh, we we were able to fish five straight days, which is pretty uncommon for us uh, being in the Air Force. And so we took leave, matched up, weather was weather was good. And so, We fished that first evening. The bite was epic. I mean, legit epic. We were both throwing jackal ranges, and it was literally every cast, man. Um, um, Just big fish, too. I think we we had like two over 27, a couple over 26. I mean, just solid fish, but it was like every cast. It was retarded. Um, And so as we continued to progress, we wanted to go back the next night or next evening, same time, and we did. Same spot, same wind direction, same everything, same bait, uh everything. We sat in the same spot, boom, killing him, kill him. So I looked at him and I said, All right, you wanna go target a big one or do you want to stay right here? I'm like you, you flew in from Ohio, what do you want to do? And he had man, he's bass fished all over creation. He's caught a lot of big trout uh with me and Biloxi and stuff like that. So let's go look for let's go look for a big one. I said, here's why. If they're feeding this good right here in this class of fish. Then one of those monsters that we're after, I'll take solace that they're also feeding because the bite's just going off, you know? So he's like, let's go. Didn't pan out, uh, didn't pan out all three days, but we tried to put our best effort and throw in as many chips as we could in our corner yeah. to 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 target one. And that's what it takes is to leave a bite, literally every cast of really good quality fish well, would you rather, to do that.
1: Would you rather fish a major or a minor?
0: either one is good to me i don't care you had the choice I, uh I, I really don't know i've had uh, bigger bites on a minor
1: yeah yeah but okay. but teach her own teach her own maybe it's areas that i fish i just feel like sometimes i'm not saying that i haven't i've in big fish in the major i just feel like
0: i think a minor sets it off a little bit or just different
1: it well, it's not. It's nothing. It's not all the time. We can get really technical here. We, oh shit! No, because you you can you can hit me with data. I could just get hit you with no theory, for you know? real, right? But but,
0: but the data kind of supports what we feel. I feel. So, no, because so <laughs> I was telling you about that dude that did that study. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, dude, it's super cool stuff, man. Because we feel like they fed in and around like the bigger moon phases. Okay. Well, he took almost a thousand data points, linked it to tides for fishing, and then basically did a lunar age for those fish, each one. So quick, quick thing about lunar age, uh, would be 0 it'd be a new moon, 14 would be a full moon and then 30 ish would be a new moon. So that's a full cycle. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then you take a lunar age and you assign it to the date and was, which it was caught. Then you tally up the total number on that particular day.
1: You're giving away all your
0: secrets. No, 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 no. Because I haven't haven't shared that. My point is, is the data really, really reflects a true indication of a certain moon phase uh, around that time. And I can tell you the majority of the bigger fish that I've caught coincide with that. And... So is that
1: a major or a minor?
0: Well, we're talking moon phase. Oh, okay, okay. So... For me though, like today, the major kicked in, bite went off, and it was good. Getting another poor Weller? Oh, okay, we're back. And uh, so, my point is is um, majors and minors, I think have impact. I think that's the next point of the citation data that we need to get, is time of catch. Because now, if we have the lunar age, we can then take the actual time it was caught, on the day it was caught, link it to you know write some code and stuff like that and then figure out if it coincides with a major or minor I think that would be telling because then if you're telling me hey three days pre full moon is the best day ever for citations but if that's the case do the majority of those fish come during a
1: major or minor that would be insanely telling but then there's also you ever catch one just wildly One star day lunar activity yeah
0: so. Oh, so, so I'll also say this, is that if you can go fishing and the weather's good, go fishing, regardless. So I took my son, I caught one of my 30s that day. Uh, it was around Labor Day, what, two years ago? Dude, we were out just father-son trip, insanely tough bite. I was fishing them. I, I think I told you this, I was catching them on a Ned Rig, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to dial up a bite. And we finally started catching him. He's, you know, he's still... Not learning how to cast but learning how to work a jig and sure shit i mean we're catching 15 to 17 inch trout and all I'm catching all of a sudden i catch a 30 like there's no explicable thing that ever remotely says it aside from i wanted to go fishing with my son and so we went fishing and it happened I so think, you can take all the data in the world yeah and i think that's it with a grain of salt
1: it's kind of like a point that you mentioned earlier i mean you won't know unless you go yeah, and get, absolutely. get, you know, your boots in the mud and really figure it out for yourself. Like you can read all the data, all the articles and regurgitate all the information that you want, but nothing trumps your own experience, sure. you know, and nobody can say all bullshit on your experience because that's what, you know, that's what, you, you know, everyone. And I'm talks, not saying that. No, no, you, not by yeah, any yeah. means. Uh, but, you know, there are. People and 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 it's no uh, nothing against them that they truly believe like oh you can't throw this lure yeah. unless it's this time or this temperature or this only works this you know you can only fish this area this 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 time or you know just certain things like if it's a for sure things well there's nothing for sure about these fish I don't yeah. I don't think like we got some we got some success and experience I got experience for what's worked with me in the past but so have you. Yep. so was they, and so was him, you know, like like you start becoming a little one dimensional if you start thinking that you're a way of, you got figured out, yeah. you know is, that's it, yeah. you know how are you going to grow from that? how are you going to catch more? how are you going to level up, I guess you can say yeah. the thing you know, sharing with that data and
0: collecting it, talking with doc J. Wright was, and he shares the same sentiment you do is that um you don't know unless you go weather kind of dictates, maybe it could be the best day in the world yeah. and all this all the data lines that the weather's crappy, well, guess what? Probably not going to happen. They're probably not going to eat that day. But they might eat post that day because the weather turns out good. All this stuff, right? But data is data. And I think it's the analytics in baseball, the analytics in football, and pro- play probability and all that stuff. All you're trying to do, in, in, in from the data perspective, uh, is that it's a data point. And so you take it with that grain of salt. You understand that, hey, okay, this is a really, really high probability day. Um, I might want to go fish some A areas that I have that might be holding some big fish because that might pan out. Absolutely. Uh, And so, again, man, it's just throwing a few more chips in your corner uh, when you're playing at poker. And 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 so that's all it is. And so Dot J Wright is really, really welcoming of that information because, dude, he's trying to target IGFa world records on fly line class, you know? Awesome. And so he wants that data because dude, he's like, as you heard in his podcast, he's looking at weight length, time of year, you know, moon phase, lunar periods, like all those stuff, dude, like he he's that dialed in, but he also subscribes to, I just gotta go when I can. <laughs> that's, that's the basic of it. So, but he also tries to put himself in, in really good positions when everything and all those chips align. always puts himself in his pretty good positions and they tend to work out so well dude uh we're coming up on an hour brother so do you remember we tried to do this about a was it two years ago yeah yeah woke up in that morning Mm -hmm. that was a great that was a great week
1: yeah Uh, caught uh, a monster well i remember exactly what happened you came down and uh he said hey man uh I'm going to go fishing in the morning. You want to go fish? And you're Well, like first, that. one thing, we drank a little too much whiskey. And we stayed up a little Dude. late, which is probably, you know, it's not very uncommon. But uh, you're like, hey, man, I I think I have a chance at a, at a big one. And I had looked at the, because I was off, I had looked at the forecast as well. And I was like, I'm going to get new tires on my Jeep that following That's day, right. which I was. Yeah. I said, I, I can't go. So good luck, because I think Thursday is going to be the day. So you went and I remember I was eating lunch with my buddy and I was like, hey, I'm gonna text I'm gonna text uh Chris and said, Hey, did you did you get her? And you were like, Bro, like I got her. I was like, Oh no shit. And he yeah. you sent me that picture, I was like, Oh, he he did it. Yep. Right. So like that was all cool and then uh
0: The next know, day.
1: That next day I ended up catching a big one as well. Right. So but you know, it's just to each your own like like it's kind of uh goes into kind of what I was saying. Your your experience was telling you that day, in my experience, was telling me, hey, this day, you know, who was wrong? No, both, you know, yeah. both
0: intuition, right? Yeah. Both following our gut, both fishing their own way. And I think that speaks, and I think that's a great way to cap uh, this podcast episode because that's you, man. That's you in a nutshell. As you fish, how you fish, you you are true to who you are. You're humble. Um, um, and that's, that's good, man. Um, and so... Thanks, man, for being on the podcast, bro. Thanks for being a friend, man. Thanks for being listening.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you having me. Like I said, you've had some big names and guys that, you know, I look up to and like reading about. So I really don't know how much I got to offer y'all if y'all are going to, if anybody's going to be listening to this shit. But I mean, hopefully it's good. Hey, Corey's listening. He's right here. He's still drinking whiskey. (laughs) But, you know, good luck out there to, You, Chris, uh, you know, I'm a big fan, a big trout period, man, whether people catch it on a Corky or even croaker, it might not be my thing, but you know, I like seeing that fish, hopefully would prefer to see it released, but at the end of the day, that's, it's about the fish. I'm a big fan of it, you know, and and good luck to you and good luck to whoever out out there is fishing that's following your podcast, man. I appreciate
0: it, brother. Well, cheers to that everyone else man who's following uh thanks for sticking around thanks michael appreciate it brother uh we're gonna go get some dinner here in a sec but uh so i'm gonna close it out and just say um i want to say thanks to all of our sponsors Waterloo rods stinky pants fishing down south floors uh, texas custom lores the original custom corky mirror lore, real sportswear uh without them man none of this stuff happens and so i really appreciate it uh support them if you can get out there show them some love and uh until next time guys tight lines god bless and always remember take what you need and release rest god bless